G'day, g'day. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim, and it's bloody good to have you on another episode of this uh, daily this on this daily podcast. <laughs> ravishing this ravishing podcast that we've got going on here. <laughs> I've enjoyed doing um, episodes. It's, it's it's been good, Cam, to just have that that time to to now that we're doing episodes every four days. It's it's great. That's all it took for us to do two podcasts a week was a global virus, <laughs> a global pandemic. <laughs> That's all it was. That's all we were asking for. <laughs> easy. <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> How you going, dude? I'm doing good, man. Um, just been chilling today. Even though I've just been chilling, some for some reason it feels like it's about four in the morning, even though it's only nine o'clock at night. I feel. I think I'm just tired from like experiencing feelings, like experiencing a lot of um, ups and downs, and it's just left my my body like, whoa, man. Like, what have you put us through? <laughs> It's, yeah. um, it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting considering what we're actually doing, which is chilling at home and recording two conversations a week. <laughs> this should be a dream, but it, it's tiring. <laughs> yeah, man, it is. Those, those added stresses really put a damper on it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I, I want to ask you how you are, but also I, I have really specific questions. I want to know, because okay. you're, uh, you're doing live streams on the House Party app. So yeah, so so I am. So I, I I had a little bit of time this week. Mm. Probably time I should have been doing uni stuff, but time <laughs> that I'm just like I'm gonna I'm gonna go on house party, which is an app that we spoke about earlier on in, uh, in the last couple of episodes. Yeah, and um, I was just hosting a thing called Dow Dow TV. Yeah, and uh, and I just um, would have uh, hosted some. I've hosted some. Uh, events, I, I guess you'd call it. I came along to last night's event. So, uh, House Party, for anyone that doesn't know, is a live streaming app where you can have up to eight people in the same room. And last night I attended uh, Dow TV's aerobics class, which was a lot of fun. And then tonight, what happened on Dow TV? A quiz night? I was gonna. I, I was gonna ask you as well. Did you did you crack a sweat on the Oz aerobics? I was. I was. I was pretty exhausted. <laughs> I think the good thing about it being eight-way split screen is that if you if you look at the screen, you're like, oh, everybody's moving. But I was putting in the minimal effort. The <laughs> like, I was doing all the movements that you were demanding, but I was doing them about uh, half speed. Right. Well, that's all right. Yeah. And and what did you think of the moves? I made all those up myself. Yeah. Good work. Um, they all of them had a very um, rhythmic. Uh, approach to them they felt like more like dance moves than aerobics moves yeah i do i do i do aerobics the same way i fuck (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) very enthusiastically (laughs) and you consider fucking a version of dance (laughs) oh yes oh yes okay a true Um, true artist So tonight's uh, tonight's uh, event on Dad Out TV, we did uh, the OC trivia. Mm. So it was all, um, uh, all all related to like season one was the first round, which was uh, eleven questions, and then mm. and then uh, eleven questions the second round that was season two. Okay, and mixed in like if you could guess music that was on the OC and stuff as well. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. 
There's a lot of big bands came from there, like um, the Killers. They they broke out on the OC when they did uh, the um, Mr. Brightside live on, um, well not live, but they they were playing live when Seth and Summer and Marissa and Ryan were at their show. Ah, uh, and they were. Did they get mentioned? Like, oh, that's the Killers. We're at the Killers show. Um, yeah, but it was before they were massive. Like it was that, uh, that was their that like that was their coming out party to the world. I see. Okay. Yeah, like they were still like quite big on like the the like sort of mid mid tier American scene. Yeah. But after after that, they just that that's when they they just skyrocketed and just went crazy. That you giving me that piece of information shows me how much of a fan you are because that's <laughs> that is a very specific thing to know about the show The OC. <laughs> Yeah, and don't get it wrong, I'm not a massive fan of The Killers. They're all right. I'm a massive fan of the greatest show to ever be made, Cam. That's The O.C. It's beautiful. And was there any standout talent in the quiz tonight? Like, was there anybody who you're like, oh, they know a lot about the greatest show of all time as well? Uh, Stallion Kate Lonigan is very competitive, and she uh, and she did she did quite well. She did quite well on the. She won with. Uh, oh. she was she was in a team of two, so yep. there were there, there were a, a couple of teams of two and then some single players. Mm. Um, and yeah, team of two that was uh, Claudia and Kate, and they uh, and they 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 took it out. Oh, well done, well done to them. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting though. Like, what um, did you ever listen to Death Cab for Cutie when you were younger? Yeah, yeah. Because that was that was one that I thought lots of people would get. Like I played one of their songs, and and not many people got it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I knew them because I grew up emo, and I love to pretend that I'm True. that I'm not. <laughs> 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 I love to pretend it was something from my past, but no, I yeah, that's cur- me currently. But yeah, it's going well. So I got I got uni tomorrow night, an online course, and then afterwards I'm doing um, uh, my show. Probably be on about eight thirty on House Party, and that'll be um, sports with an exclamation point. Nice. Uh, is it going to be? Are you going to be playing against the people that join? So um, it's it's tomorrow is different. It's more of an open discussion about the world's greatest sporting moments. Okay. Yeah. So, so the kind of show like your dad would tune into because I wouldn't, I, I wanted to mix it up, you know. So I got, so I got Oz Aerobics yep. on uh, on Tuesday night, and then yep. the OC trivia was tonight. Mm. Thursday nights for the dads, you know. Thursday nights, dads' night, and that's sports. And don't you take the remote? <laughs> and then, you and then ne- Friday. Sorry. Yep. What, what else does he say? <laughs> You girls get the remote on Mondays and Tuesdays, and I get to watch the show where some guys at a table have a discussion about sport. <laughs> and what's he wearing? Stubbies. Stubbies and an off-white singlet that used to be white, but he doesn't want to chuck it out. No, what's no, he, no undies. What's he smell like? Oh, like beer and like old cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> not, not used cigarettes, just cigarettes he's taking ages to smoke. Oh yeah, I know the ones. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, uh, uh, sorry, Friday afternoon, mm. um, from six onwards, uh, the show is called Cutting Shapes, mm. and it's in, it's encouraging uh, everyone to raid their uh, festival powder supplies mm. and um, just cut loose, cut some shapes. We're gonna we're gonna uh, I'm gonna work out a way to get everyone to stream <laughs> off the same um, YouTube DJ because they've been doing that on. Um, on 
on YouTube. He's a DJ. He's been playing sets on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. So just all jump on the same one and have a dance party. Bro, that's genius. That's really good. Mm. Yeah. Um, Dadow TV, we're going to be taking over. <laughs> on Sunday, can you have a movie night where everyone coming down watches a movie, but then you're all in the same house party room as well? Oh, that's quite good. That's quite good. I like that. Uh, I'll have to... Um, I'll have to work out a way that I can stream a movie off YouTube. Probably shouldn't be talking about the technical side of how I'm going to do this on the podcast, but, you know, people like to see behind the curtain. Another idea, and you don't have to do it. I'm just kind of throwing things in the mix. You should, um, mm-hmm. you could run a, a speed dating night and you're like the, you're the host of the speed dating night and then people join into the room, even though I think like 95% of our friends are married to each other. But, yeah. But hey, I'll jump in there. <laughs> yeah. I reckon, I, I feel like, um, you know, that's that's just one of those things that anything that makes me feel the slightest little bit of what a cult leader would feel. Mm. And I feel like pairing people up, like that's, you, you're a bit you're a bit culty when you're a matchmaker, I think. Yeah, for sure. You're going to yeah. have, every matchmaker has a little cult leader hidden deep inside oh. them. Oh, one hundred percent, because your 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 whole thing that you're getting off on is, and don't get me wrong, I'll be getting off too. But um, <laughs> the the whole thing that they're getting off on is the fact that they're getting to control a little part of somebody's life. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never, I've never heard matchmaking sound so sinister. <laughs> oh, it is, bro. <laughs> So you think matchmakers are doing it for the con- the kick they get from the control? Oh, I've got my eyes on them. I've got- <laughs> <laughs> you don't trust matchmakers? Oh no, I would, Cam. I, would, I can I can tell you right now that look, if I was friends with someone first and then and I really like them and they're like I'm going to be a matchmaker, I'm like we can still be friends. I hope you go and change your industry. Mm. But if they're already a matchmaker and I don't know them, I don't want to be. Nah, nah. You have no mates. Zero trust for them. I could never trust them. I'd like to hang out with them from time to time just to have a watch. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they, they, could, they couldn't be in my inner circle. Couldn't do it. Fair enough. You get a vibe from them. Oh, big time. Yeah. Do you not? I, no, I think that I've always blindly trusted matchmakers. I, I've just always thought, oh, that's good of them looking out for other people, being in fulfilling relationships. They want... They want other people to be happy by meeting people. But I never, I never knew that they were getting a sexual thrill because they were controlling, <laughs> controlling. Oh, de- a de- no, even deeper than a sexual thrill. This is this is like a a soul boner. Oh, a, a dark, a dark, dark soul boner. Mm. And you know what? Don't blame them. They're some of the best boners you can get, Ken. <laughs> the internal ones. <laughs> I came. I was um, so uh, today. Mm. Um, my partner, Shell, she um, came and she told me uh, a, a great story. Oh, yeah. And um, I thought that this is good in um, in a couple of ways because Shell's never been on the podcast. She's, fe- and, um, she's featured. I feel like we've mentioned her maybe every episode since you got with her, but she's never physically been a guest. I love that you said since you got with her. <laughs> Is that not? But anyway, is that not so, how you describe? I'm <laughs> um, no, I, de- I was definitely chasing. I was, um, I was, I was definitely chasing. And you know what, Cam? I, I uh, know how to catch me a stallion, a beautiful, beautiful. Sh- so Shell's standing next to me right now. So Welcome. Cam, say hello to Shell. Welcome, Shell. Hey, Cam. How's it going? Yeah, I'm going good. Uh, was that introduction offensive or welcoming? 
I did. I came in halfway through. Okay. Well, trust me, it was welcoming. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, How's your afternoon been so far? Um, good. I did the whole garden, and I've been bitten by like multiple things. Oh, (laughs) was that pretty good? Was Timmy a meter and a half away helping doing the weeds and uh, getting you getting you what you needed? No. Ah. Uh, He got me a beer after I was done. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So he, yeah, he, I, I, yeah, I made myself a picture of cocktails and a throne in the front room and mm. just went and, uh, <laughs> and, and just sat in a throne for a good two to three hours feeling what it would like, be like to, to rule an empire. And you know what? <laughs> it felt good. <laughs> well, good on you, Shell, for do, doing the work. <laughs> um, so Timmy mentioned that you told him an interesting story today. Yeah, so what I, had happened? A, I had a phone conversation with a mate who, for legal reasons, wishes to remain anonymous. Yep. Um, but he was telling me about a dream he had okay. last night, and he's a bit of po- partial to the cocaine, Okay. so it's no surprise that it sur- kind of involved that. Yeah. So basically his dream was he got coronavirus, and he was stuck in bed for a couple of days, Okay. and then got bored... And was like, you know what? I'm going to do a line of cocaine. Why not? Let's just see what happens. Sure. And he's like, 20 minutes, I felt good, which is expected. 40 minutes, I felt good still. And then like an hour, two hours, three hours went by and I felt amazing. Yeah. And then the next day I was perfectly fine. And so he's like, I thought in my dream, he's like, I had the obligation to call the World Health Organization. (laughs) And tell them that I found a cure for Corona. <laughs> and I know it sounds crazy, but I did a bump of cocaine and I'm fine. And so I explained the whole story to them and they're like, look, I'm not going to put it online or anything. I'm just going to tell my mates about it if they get sick. And then so flash forward a couple of weeks and 350 people from Melbourne had called the World Health Organization telling them that cocaine actually works. And then they actually ended up using it as a cure in hospitals. (laughs) (laughs) And they had to be really like PSA about it, about you cannot come into the hospital just for cocaine. You've got to actually have symptoms. (laughs) But yeah, and so he's like, if I get corona, I'm just going to do a bump of cocaine and just see what happens. I had a dream about it. It's worth a shot. Oh, 100%. What have you got to lose? Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well that's uh that's shell's that's my story that's shell's story for you cam well thank you shell and thank you anonymous uh coke lover thank you for yeah. joining the show <laughs> i'll let him know <laughs> well there you go and that's the first time that the uh audience gets a, a little taste of uh of my my home life yeah so that's what it's like that's what it's like. It's a bunch of, it's bunch ga- of cool stories about dreams. Gardening and cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where everybody knows your name. You know Gardening that and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch a sitcom called Gardening and Cocaine, especially if Ted Danson was hosting it. Dude, Ted Danson is so amazing. Well, I was talking about Cheers today mm. and um, just... How how like um he then went and made Becker after that Frasier. Well, Frasier's character in Cheers was Frasier. Yeah, I was too young to really remember what those guys were like. Mm. It was what? like I would I I would just watch reruns like, it- when I was when I was in like my like I guess 
early teens. Yeah. Do you think it's up there with like Seinfeld or Arrested Development? Um, it's it's look for the time. I think yes, because it, look the 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 whole thing that I why I think like especially if you look at Arrested Development is that when you look back to the time of Cheers, right? So like um. Uh, 80s and 90s uh, let's go 80s sitcoms right yeah. mm. so you go on 80s sitcoms you have to fit within a um, a style of comedy that isn't yep. dirty or doesn't mention things that you're not meant to talk about you know yeah true and I feel that you mentioned like when you mentioned those comedies like when you mentioned Seinfeld and then Arrested Development that's like a real good example I reckon because that's um, Seinfeld really started breaking those parts yeah and then you look at a show like Arrested Development and they push them to the fucking limits yeah yeah and it's probably actually Seinfeld's probably an okay comparison but uh, Arrested Development's probably a little unfair because of the gap the massive gap between when they came out I think you're right but um, but yeah, okay, cool. Well, maybe it's worth me going back to. I just remember my only memories of Cheers is like being like, I don't know what that place is that they're at. <laughs> like, what is this cafe? Look, I could only watch a few episodes because let's be honest, like most of the stuff, like things have gotten better. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like you can go back and watch some of those shows, but you have to be really like it quickly because if you don't, you realize, oh, it's like, it's old. Yeah. And yeah, it's man. just like people have worked out how to do shit better. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> do, you reckon there's a, do you reckon there's anyone that misses the golden era of this podcast and like only listens to the first 10 episodes? Um, oh, because they, they listen to it and they go, nah, not for me. Because <laughs> the rest of it is like, oh, it's too new. Like they view the first 10 episodes of our podcast like Cheers. They're kind of like, oh, yeah, love it. It's, it's perfect. Oh, any- they, they, oh, they only like our early stuff. Exactly, but our, our podcast early stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like that. I'd like that too. The quality, I don't listen back to them, but I reckon the quality will be way more bung. Although, actually, the quality is something that's still pretty up in the air sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like I, think l- <laughs> that, I think the biggest thing that I've found is mm. that, because I don't, I don't really go back and listen to anything that we do except for like checking audio and stuff but i did go back and listen to a a, a, like a good 20 minute portion of an episode maybe like episode seven or eight and i can't remember what we're talking about but yeah um we've definitely gotten better (laughs) ah good (laughs) (laughs) so maybe there is maybe there is someone who will never hear this they'll probably never hear this episode but thank you to that person who likes the first 10 And um, if you think, oh, but I don't even like this one, well, stick around. Uh, maybe maybe 50 episodes will be up to your very strict criteria of what's a good podcast or not. Get started at 101. Yeah. If you're, <laughs> yeah. If you're hating us right now, then just, yeah, try us at 101. See how you feel yeah. then. Have a break. Come back. Yeah. Um, Timmy, last week we were talking, I feel like, no, it wasn't even a week. It would have been a few days ago. We were talking about the house party app that you're running Dowdow TV on. And we decided that we'd jump on the app and have a chat to people to see what they're doing that uh, they find is quite weird behavior since all of this isolation, since the lockdown. What have people been doing in their own homes that they've realized, okay, I'm doing something weird. So what I did is I jumped on House Party and I was going to interview a bunch of people, invade a bunch of people's rooms 
and just ask them that question and see what sort of answers uh, people had for me. Once I was on House Party, I realized my internet connection was way too bung to do that and it, for it to still be enjoyable for people to listen to. So what I did is I rang a bunch of people that I'm friends with on House Party and I recorded my conversations with them. So I asked them, guys, what are you doing? What's your weird behavior that you're getting up to now? Maybe more wholesome things. I, um, because I can't go to the club, I can't go thinking or whatever. I haven't been drinking because I need something to pass the day. Mm. I've been exercising more, been more serious with that. Yeah. So maybe some kind of thing. It's not obscure though. If anything, it's like quite literally the opposite of your question. <laughs> it sounds like your life is doing better than ever. Come <laughs> <laughs> with <laughs> well, good on you. Thanks for putting all of us to shame, Sam. Oh, Hi, Bill. Yo. Yo. So, uh, I'm asking everybody what is the most obscure thing that you've caught yourself doing since isolation began, and uh, tell me about yours. RuneScape videos. Oh. I used to play RuneScape games when I was a kid, and I've just started watching all the content that all the RuneScape creators are making. Yeah. And they're just so productive. There's like millions of new RuneScape videos out. Yeah. And so many people who have started playing RuneScape again that the amount of total users they have, I think it's usually like 250,000 people playing at a time. Yeah. Um, and all 250,000 people is more than when they released like RuneScape for mobile last year. So like, I, I remember that game from childhood as being along the lines of SimCity, but more fantasy based. How would you describe the game? Am I way off the mark? It's more like World of Warcraft. Ah. It's like you play one guy and then you run around and do quests and different activities and level up your skills and stuff. It's basically a massive time sink and that's what everyone's got plenty of at the time. <laughs> oh, Laracy and Caro, how are you guys? Good. I'm just asking everybody, what is the most obscure thing you've caught yourself doing while or oh, since isolation began? And have you guys caught yourselves yourselves doing anything or caught each other doing anything weird? For me, what's weird is I'm cleaning, cooking, getting a nice husband. <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that for a while. Yeah, yeah. I've been anxious about treating with me treating me with that much respect and I'm by the way that is a very obscure for you Larry. <laughs> I've started smoking doobies all the time though, as well okay that's not like an excuse oh I'm going to be nice to the stone it's just um, I've done that since the beginning alright we've got Jake from Drunk Mums Jake what's the most obscure thing that you've caught yourself doing during isolation Yeah, man, for sure. I guess that would be a weird robber. I'd love to see somebody rob a store but still use a trolley. That's the laziest type of robber that there can be. I noticed, I see you've put a, uh, you've put a bunch of stuff up of you playing darts virtually as well. I guess that's probably not obscure to you now, but every time I notice you're playing 
online darts, but you've set up a dartboard. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah, so uh, we just had another match this afternoon. I've done mm. about eight so far, and uh, yeah, I just got the mic stand and put the the phone facing the, the dartboard on the mic stand, and then uh, got friends on the other on the other side of the line that keep the score. And yeah, just play darts. Yeah, sweet. So, uh, so you just video call each other. Yeah, just video call and it's one way to keep the community together. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good to hear how everyone's approaching the strangeness. I've actually been um, playing some online darts with uh, Stallion Dingo from Drunk Mums. Oh, how have you been going? um, So I've played uh, two or three games now. Yeah. And um, I... No, I've played three games. I've won one of them okay. and that's because it was the one game that I had like three people in it <laughs> <laughs> the other ones I have not won yeah was it a fairly seamless experience to play darts without the people being there um it's look it's everything's different eh? you yeah. know yeah. um everything's so different and but but it was still fun and it was yeah. still like a it's still nice you know I think uh we're real lucky in that it's happening to us now and not when we imagine it dude i was thinking this the other day imagine Mm. if this kind of shit happened when we were like before the internet and shit and it's just like you can't like video call your friends and stuff you're in your house with your siblings and your parents (laughs) fucking mayhem bro like no one can chuck on the internet to to just like chill people out watch a show or anything it's like nah you're all watching a current affair at 6 30 it's like fuck yeah it's the only media you can consume is the news. You can't run away from it. <laughs> oh, and, you and, your, and, and you and your brother are fighting over who gets to download the one song off LimeWire that night because <laughs> it needs 12 hours until you can get it in the morning. <laughs> oh, it's like early 90s. You're imagining it in the early 90s. And your dad doesn't worry about you, like using the dial-up overnight because fuck anyone that wants to call you when it's three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I I used to smother the modem with a pillow to get connected to the internet in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Such a racket to get one half of a boxcar racer song. (laughs) Well, Cam... Uh, if it's your first time listening to this show, we are an obscure news show. We are. Uh, and one of us is going to start <laughs> kick this off with the first obscure news story. Who is it, Timmy? <laughs> fat polar bear. A very fat polar bear that weighs in at 30 stones overweight, which is like you got like oh, five, uh, five stones. It's like oh, 30 kilos. So he's like... Well over 100 kilos overweight. Wow. And um, he gets an unflattering nickname from the locals. Mm. So uh, while the average polar bear tips the scale at 71 stone, he comes out in at a whopping 106 stone, which is like, fuck, like half a ton. And <laughs> what a big boy. <laughs> he's, a big, he's a big boy, bro. Many claim this makes him one of the fattest polar bear in the world, earning his nickname 
Fat Albert. <laughs> nice. Um, he's real big, man. Like, this is one of those ones I wish I could just show you. The, but he's like, imagine, imagine. Um, so we've got a friend, uh, a friend's cat uh, that we're very good friends with named Kitler. My favorite cat. And I feel and bad ha- saying that, but yeah. And because yeah, you've, you've got a cat now. Because my cat's behind me. Sorry, little buddy. <laughs> and um, how would you describe that cat physically? <laughs> is this about? Are we about to start fat shaming Kittles? Um, um, in a way, but we both know that he's got the best personality. He's amazing. But <laughs> ha- if you if you just looked at him in a photo and you'd never seen him before, how would you describe him physically? Schlubby. <laughs> well, to put the imagination um, into your cam, and so you can think about what his polar bear looks like. Imagine Kitler <laughs> if he if he was a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's- so cute. I've actually, I've looked up Fat Albert and <laughs> he is exactly as you're describing. You it, like that? Yeah. It's the perfect description. He looks very huggable. And that one of him standing next to a seagull, he looks like he's kind of sheepishly grinning. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he looks like he's got a real great personality. He does. He looks quite gentle, doesn't he? But what they do is, um, so in this town camp, they, they leave whale blubber. So, mm. um... I, I guess that means that they're killing whales, which kind of puts a damper on the story. <laughs> but um, they leave whale blubber um, in the outskirts of the town, like a K out of town. Okay. And they call it a tribute to, like, the the um, polar bears. So, in a way, um, it's kind of like the village with M. Night Shalala, man. Mm. And, um, and how the, the people in the village would leave offerings that's yeah. what they do there except it's for things that can are real and could actually murder you polar bears are horrendously scary so are you telling me that the fatness level of fat albert is because of the paranoia level of the townspeople <laughs> i think i think that makes sense because <laughs> this guy is well fed there must be a couple of people in this town that are just like no put more more more, yeah, more. When, they're, when they're like shoveling it off the back of the ute <laughs> Could you imagine, Cam, that guy like smacking his head at your at your, at your front window, trying? It's horrifying. Fat, uh, imagine Fat Albert doing it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't eaten in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking shit up, dude. There's kids going missing. Like that's that's the crazy thing is like if you don't if you if you don't do that around a town that's full of polar bears or put mm. up some kind of fence, like they're gonna start eating kids. Mm. It it is an interesting approach. It does feel very M Night Shlala man, doesn't it? That that <laughs> that they're just coating the border, like slopping slobbing that the whole border with whale fat. And I feel like Fat Albert is the is like the king. He must be yeah. the king, right? Yeah, for sure. No one's fucking with that dude. <laughs> He'll just sit on him. <laughs> But uh, have you ever seen like this this crazy thing like seeing polar bears like, on like in fucking Sea World and shit like that? And you're like, oh yeah, they're cool. And then you see them in the wild, mm. and they are a killing machine. <laughs> yeah, man. Like they're just made to kill shit. Yeah. Any and, um, anything that can just reach into the ocean and kill something <laughs> and and pull out like a fucking like a dugong yeah and just, and just chuck it on the ice and be like yeah you're fucked cunt. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. yeah they can pull a 
a sea breathing animal out of its own environment <laughs> and it's like the size of it you know who fat albert reminds me of is if he'd be like if fat albert was a human mm. he'd be that um that like 50 year old dad at the pub um who has had like more oh, four or five different families and um <laughs> and and he and he like runs his mouth he doesn't take shit uh but when he needs to fight he's got that that old man strength yeah you know, yeah, you know that you know those people that uh, have you met those people before when they're like they're those dudes in like 50 but they were like like rugby players back in the day and they're still real strong but they don't look it yeah man and all of their skin is like brown soccer boots just sagging off them yuck man orders nothing but a free smile from mcdonald's and gets it delivered via uber eats uber eats has hit a boom recently especially now with more people than ever turning to home delivery for their meals however some items on the menus receive more love than others you might have noticed before, Timmy, when you are in a McDonald's restaurant, on the menu, on all of the menus, they've got free smile option on there. Have you noticed that before? Nah. Yeah, it's like they've got the burgers, they've got the fries, everything else normal with prices on it, but then normally on almost every menu, I've seen it here and New Zealand, there'll be smiles for free, which means right. that you're technically, and I bet the, the workers get sick of it, but technically you can ask for a free smile with your meal. But oh, this man. this guy decided that he was going to only order a free smile because the free smile option is on the Uber Eats menu. So what he did, and this is according to <laughs> to him, uh, so dinner time on Tuesday, he says, I asked for a smile through the Uber Eats app and I went through the order as normal. I got charged the delivery fee and the driver brought me a McDonald's paper bag and they had drawn a smiley face on the back. So he posted this picture, this guy did, on his Twitter and other users began commenting on the event with one user saying, I once actually ordered 21 smiles and they put they drew 21 smiley faces on the back of the bag. I kind of feel sorry for the staff having to sit there and draw 21 smiley faces, but um, but that's what I did. And then another Twitter user said, thank you for doing what I always wanted to do, but I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> apparently, like there, it, apparently there is a maximum limit on the number of smiles for free that you can order though so that (laughs) the app doesn't let you order any more than 174 smiles from uber eats so if you want to test that out if you're listening thinking i think i could get more than that let us know how many free smiles you can order from uber eats yeah i actually i wish that uh the way that the driver interpreted it was that the driver considered it their duty to walk up to the door knock wait and then do their best smile i'd be interested to see what the uber eats scooter scooter delivery guy what his smile would be well have you noticed have you have you noticed now um like the so the delivery so we um we've been cooking at home but like every like four four or so days we'll get like a, a delivery or something just like to you know spice spice things up feel like you're you're still going out for a dinner a couple of times a week yeah and um, we've been trying to order from like I don't know like local some local places. Mm-hmm. Um, although we got the hungry jacks today. <laughs> <laughs> Support the locals. <laughs> yeah, but um, but they so they come and they 
ring the doorbell and then you like wait, like, I don't know, uh, 30 seconds and you go out there and they're back in their car and they, and then like you open the door, you see the thing there and they're like, and the guy like gave me, gave me a head nod. Okay. Yeah. And and then like little like little little like cheeky cheeky smile like head nice like yeah there you go and then uh, okay and then so, so he was happy he was friendly about it yeah do you go oh, I I got a question to ask you mm. and this is something that the listeners can think about what they do mm. if you head nod to someone do you go head like chin down mm. or does the chin go up I think that it's different in Australia than it was in New Zealand. And I think that there's a different, I think that uh, I would go up the whole time I lived in New Zealand. I'd tip my head upwards and lift my eyebrows a tiny bit upwards. Uh, that's quite a, that's quite like a moldy, a moldy thing as well. Hey, like a, like a, that's, that's, that's very much like a, a, a moldy sort of like, sort of, sort of hello. Potentially. Yeah. That may have been kind of the source of it. I think that, but would you agree that Australia naturally as a downwards nod yeah and on a little bit of I, I go on a little bit of a tilt so i'll do i'll do a downwards nod but a little bit and i go to the left i go a little bit to the you to, end, the, to, to left of center do you end up does your chin go down to your bottom left yeah yeah oh, yeah i'm doing it now that's that's kind of hard to concentrate on <laughs> not massive it's not massive it's just like a little like a, a little touch so i'd say like 10 mm. degrees yeah okay yeah, I think that naturally I do upwards to Kiwi mates and then I'd naturally do downwards to like a boss here, an Australian boss. I feel like <laughs> I feel like downwards shows more respect to an an elder. <laughs> yeah. Upwards is like, hey man, like we're we're yeah. on the same level, but downwards is like I acknowledge that you give me money and i have to earn it or something yeah down, <laughs> da- downwards is good morning how are you today mm. upwards is What's yeah up? yeah exactly it's been a while since i've done a scary movie what's up it was good <laughs> it's probably been a decade since i've heard one <laughs> did you like it yeah it was refreshing. Kind of like Napoleon Dynamite quotes, like you get, th- you got thrashed for like two years and you just ended up hating the movie because of people over quoting it. But then after a while you go back to it and you go, actually, this movie is funny. <laughs> um, Kim Kardashian confirms Courtney is taking time off from keeping up with the Kardashians. Details, injuries from fight. Now, have you heard anything about this story, Cam? No. Fill me in. Okay. So, um... In one of the latest episodes of Kim of Kardashians, and I and I never watch this show. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I do. You know, I dabble with uh, some some. Uh, what do you call that shit? Uh, Reality <laughs> TV. Yeah, that stuff. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and I and and there's some shows that I do love. I actually started watching um, Penn and Teller's uh, new reality show, which is. It's been around for a while, but it's it's. I've just started watching. It, it's real good. So magicians go on there and try to fool them. Yeah, and they they will pay them some money if they get fooled. Is that the so, premise? Um, it's actually a little bit cooler than that. Even so, they, okay. they so if they fool them, they fly them back to Las Vegas, put them up in like a nice hotel and stuff for the weekend. Yeah, and they actually open for Penn and Teller in their in their theater and their show that they do. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah, so they actually get to like perform to more people than they would have ever done. So it becomes like a career stepping stone. 
Yeah. Yeah, and nice. Then, and then they get their name out there and stuff like that, and then maybe they start doing, they're like, their own shows start to pick up a bit more and stuff. Okay, cool. But it's good, man. Like, and it's, it's, um, it's interesting because they, they don't tell the, the, the tale of, of sort of how exactly they've done it if they really like them because they don't want to ruin their trick. Uh, so they yeah. just kind of use some like magic jargon and then the other person goes, yep, yep. You know how it's done. Ah, <laughs> oh, so even on the show, when you're watching it as a viewer, you can, you don't know even still how some of them are done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's Think- kind of frustrating. No, it's but it's 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 in such a good nature okay. that it that that it's like that that it, that you're sweet with it because in like you start just being like oh I'm just seeing cool magic shit mm, yeah 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 and it's cool when like they don't even know how it's done you're like oh that's a real that's a real good trick that one <laughs> they should put it behind the paywall you know how like Spotify you pay and you don't have to listen to ads there should be a thing that pops up on Netflix that it's like. Yeah, but do you want to know? Just press this button to pay one dollar. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good, and just go straight to the magician. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, if it goes to um, the magician. But yeah, so Kim and um, Courtney. So Courtney's like, I think she's the oldest one, um, and um, Kim's the one that has um, uh, like named her son after a compass. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and uh, they got into a biff on one of the shows. Okay. And, um, Kim Kardashian like threw like proper threw a punch. Eh? So, did you have you witnessed this punch? Like not in real life, but I watched I watched the clip. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I've never. I don't think I've seen a full episode of the show. But I look. It, was, it wasn't a great. It wasn't. A good, but she. She was. How was, going, her, she how was, was her form? What was not her? good? <laughs> not good. She was trying to do like a hammer punch, which um, I, how I would describe a hammer punch is like imagine you're like beating a nail into the table with a hammer. Yeah. Right. And that's how she was punching her. Oh, that's like if you're yelling, you're in a crowd and you're yelling at a politician. She tried to use that as a as a punch. But her face shows that she was uh, putting as much power into that hammer punch as she most possibly could. And that's what will hurt she, Chloe for the long term. Uh, Kim, uh, was it Chloe? Is it, oh, no, um, Courtney. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I just thought it was great to see some, uh, some, 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 uh, you know, some low-level martial arts uh, displayed on that show. <laughs> Do you reckon, you reckon it counts? Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get a bus. It's some martial arts. <laughs> Astrophysicist gets magnets stuck up his nose while trying to come up with a cure for coronavirus. An Australian man called Dr. Daniel ended up in hospital after inserting magnets in his nostrils when he got distracted while building a necklace that warns you when you touch your face. Dr. Daniel got four magnets stuck up his nose in an, <laughs> in an attempt to invent a device that stops people from touching their faces during the coronavirus outbreak. The 27-year-old astrophysicist who studies pulsars and gravitational waves said that he was trying to liven up the boredom of self-isolation with the four powerful magnets. He said, I had a lot of time on my hands. I had a part that detects magnetic fields. And I thought to myself, if I can build a circuit that detects magnetic fields and we wore magnets on our wrists, then it might set off an alarm when you brought your hand close to your face. A bit of a boredom buster that I came up with in isolation that made me think of that. What I accidentally invented was a necklace that just 
buzzes continuously unless you move your hand right next to your face. So he accidentally created the opposite effect. Uh <laughs> He said once he realized that his first idea was a failure, he said, I scrapped that idea. I got bored again and I started playing with the magnets. It's with the same logic. <laughs> He's like, and then I clipped them to my ears because they looked like earrings. And then I clipped them to my nose because they looked like nose studs. And from there, things went downhill pretty quickly <laughs> when I clipped all of the magnets to my nostril. Um, he says he put two magnets inside the nostrils and two on the outside because then he realized when he moved the outside ones, he could move the inside ones as well with the force and it would tingle the inside of his nostril. Uh, he said he then realized he couldn't get the inside magnets out from inside of his nostril. He told his partner who works at a hospital and his partner said, I'm going to take you to the hospital where I work because I want my friends to be able to laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> at the hospital, a team of doctors applied anesthetic spray and manually removed the magnets from the astrophysicist's nose. See, Cam, what, what I gather from this story is uh, two things. Mm. Firstly, that that man... Lost his mind a little bit. He just, <laughs> just, just, just went and lost his mind. And the second thing that definitely relates to that, which is that, hey, man, even really smart people do dumb shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. that's the thing that people people like. Um, I feel like some people can't relate to super smart people when they meet them mm. because they're like, oh, you're thinking about things on – different levels that I don't really understand but that's that's not the key to relating to someone like that you relate to the fact that you both do the same dub shit <laughs> and that's how you can relate with really smart people because everyone's still going to be doing like hanging around like losing their minds in this situation like we're all fucking people you know <laughs> yeah man yeah I love that so find the lowest common denominator shove things up your nose next time you meet a smart man or a smart woman who you feel intimidated by grab something and ram it up their nose and they'll be like oh yep yeah, yeah, you're into that too <laughs> <laughs> policeman wears coronavirus helmet to warn people to stay home now cam if you can just type into um your google search policeman wears coronavirus helmet mm-hmm. um so uh Rajesh Babu donned a helmet made to look like the virus to frighten people when they saw him out on patrol. The country is... Did you see it? No, it's just loading. Okay, cool. The country is on a 21-day lockdown to limit the spread of the virus. Uh, Rajesh was pictured in Chennai today where he pulled over motorists and tried to make them aware of the importance of staying home. Um, the helmet is an attempt to do... <laughs> okay, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, just let me visit. <laughs> the helmet is an, att- is, is, a, is an attempt to do something different. <laughs> when I wear this, the thought of coronavirus comes into the minds of, of the commuters. <laughs> Especially the children, especially the children react, react strongly after seeing this and want to be taken home. (laughs) (laughs) And fair enough. Oh, dude. 
Have you seen? Have you seen images of um, of what the virus is meant to look like? The red, like, like that. I've seen them, but I didn't. None of them have looked as much like, I guess, flesh as what his does. Dude, it looks like if I could describe. Okay, so I was thinking about this today, and if I could describe this to someone, how I, how I would describe it is if if you got a motorbike helmet with yeah. a clear a clear visor, yeah. and you put that and you that was on someone's head, and then on that on that you stuck heaps of dildos onto the top of it, and then covered that in a in a, in a alien flesh like substance. Uh, that is what that man is pulling people over as a repre- as a rep. Representative of the law, <laughs> bro. It's so scary. These poor kids. This he's doing stuff that's way scarier than the virus. To me, it, it looks like anything off the Resident Evil movies or Resident Evil games. Like if a kid saw this guy in the distance, they would be scarred. He is actually ruining some childhoods right now. You know? <laughs> he definitely is, bro. <laughs> His wife comes. He, go, he comes home from work, and his wife goes, "Oh, um, uh, good day, Rajesh. What have you been? Uh, what have you been up to today?" And he goes, "Oh, you know, just scarring some children." <laughs> Bloody Rajesh. <laughs> that's all. That's pretty much all I have. That's it. The story is just that's it. It's a simple yeah. one. That one, but uh, sometimes the best ones are <laughs> definitely. A man allegedly teaching his dog to drive was arrested after leading troopers on a high-speed chase. A man was arrested on Sunday after leading police officers on a high-speed chase, and when they pulled him over, it was his dog sitting in the driver's seat and him sitting in the passenger seat. The police say he was driving very erratically, so erratically that multiple people had called 911. While he was trying to evade troopers, the suspect drove onto a walking trail, which is an off-road walking trail that's normally full of pedestrians and cyclists. The fact that there was nobody on the trail is nothing short of miraculous, the police said. Eventually, they were able to stop him by using spike strips to end the pursuit. During the arrest, they said that the suspect gave them one explanation and one explanation only. He said... I was trying to teach my dog how to drive. <laughs> Where was this? It's, uh, it's in America, in Washington. Dude, that's so good. I mean, um, it, look, no one got hurt, hey? Nobody got hurt. Yeah, look, that's great. I reckon, <laughs> I reckon uh, it's great for American news as well. They go, well... Uh, either you stay home and you survive the virus or you go out and if the virus doesn't get you, a dude trying to teach his dog how to drive is going to mow you down on the footpath. Take your chances if you want. I wouldn't. I'd stay at home. Yeah, man. Imagine, imagine if you got killed by a Labrador. Like that's, <laughs> that's how you die. How, how'd, how'd your mate die? Oh, you know, run over by a Labrador. It's about time cats and dogs even the scales, though. I reckon chuck a few more of them behind the wheel. Yeah, let's see what happens. Now's the time, now's the time to do it. Exactly. All right, I think that brings us to the end of our scheduled news stories, Timmy. 
That's it, man. That's it. And oh, I just wanted to add as well um, that last story that uh, you read about uh, that that great one about the astrophysicist um, playing around with magnets. That one was also uh, sent in to us um, by Stallion Laura as well. So thank you, Laura, for sending in what was a hilarious story. Yes, and Stallion Bill actually sent it to me, and I wasn't going to credit him because I forgot. Once I put it in my notes, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I came up with that." <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for reminding me that I nearly did not credit him. Thank you, Stallion Bill. Thanks, Bill. All right, so now we're coming to the new-ish feature of our show. Am I right to be jumping into this part? This is it, man, and 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 this is a this is a a, a uh, section of the show that I've really fallen in love with. It is, of course, the section where we talk about one of the greatest Reddit pages ever to exist. This story that Cam is about to read out is coming from Am I the Asshole? So, am I the asshole for blowing up at my sister-in-law when she called me a gold digger? A little bit of background. I'm 27 years old, female. My husband is 42 years old. He's pretty high ranking at a biomedical tech company and I'm just studying at university where we live. Basically, he makes a lot more money than I do and he has a job right now, whereas my university has cancelled classes for the rest of the semester. So I've been spending a lot of time at home and I know what our relationship looks like. I know very well. I've been accused of being a gold digger many times, but it really isn't like that. Him and I have a great relationship. I'm with him no matter how much money he has. I love him with my whole heart and I know he loves me the same. Anyway, his sister lives across the country and also has quite a lot of money. Although I think a good chunk of her money is inheritance from my late father-in-law, I'll be honest. I don't think she liked me much from the start. (laughs) I get it. She's trying to look out for her brother and make sure that he doesn't get bled dry. But we've been married for one year now and we've been together for two and a half years. So I guess I'd hoped that she'd be better by now. She's not usually openly hostile, just passive-aggressive and sometimes makes comments. We were FaceTiming her last week to check in on her and make sure she's holding up okay with everything going on, and I mentioned that I wasn't doing much while my husband was at work. I don't remember exactly what she said, but basically something to the effect of, ah, you're one step closer to being a freeloading trophy wife. That's basically not true, and I have no control over my lack of work right now, so I blew up at her. Basically, I called her some things that I shouldn't have called her. In hindsight, I was pretty rude and offensive. I feel bad that I threw a tantrum and didn't handle it like an adult, but I was really sick of it all. I know a lot of people post about shitty in-laws in here, but I genuinely can't tell if I was the asshole for blowing up at her and not keeping it in control. My husband did stand up for me, but they're the only living family that they have left and we both agreed that cutting her out of our lives isn't the right move. I'm torn between feeling like shit and feeling justified. So I just want to ask you, Reddit, am I the arsehole? And she's just included one thing as well before we decide whether she's the arsehole. She said, I just, a lot of people are asking in the comments, what did I exactly say to her so that I can give you a better idea? So here's what she said to the (laughs) (laughs) sister-in-law. She says, I called her a massive bitch. I said she had never worked for anything in her life, 
because her dad had money. So who's the real gold digger here? <laughs> I said, I said, she's just jealous because she doesn't have all of her brother's attention anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, that part's true. That part's true. <laughs> Um, I sorry. Is there more? No, that's it, man. So is oh. she is she the asshole for blowing up at her sister in law? No, no. I, I I'm I'm very strong on not the asshole on this one, and and mm. here's my reasoning behind it. Is look, what was her what was her line? Uh, if you can just if you can just read out the line of the of the sister in law mm. when she when she went at went went at the uh, at, at at the person asking. She said. Oh, you're one step closer to being a freeloading trophy wife. Nah, bitch, you can't say that shit and not expect that you're going to fucking cop it. Like, you go around <laughs> saying shit like that to people, you, like, whatever comes to you, you've earned it. Like, that's, that's, that, that's the bottom line. You can, if someone says that to someone, whatever they cop in response, I just go, yep, that's fair. <laughs> yep, exactly. Because how else is it going to play out? If somebody says, oh, you're one st- step closer to being a freeloading trophy wife, the girl's not going to go, correct. Like you would be, no one's gonna just let that steamroll them, eh? It's like when you box. If if you jumped into a box of snakes, someone <laughs> said to me, "Oh yeah, I jumped into a box of snakes and and I got bitten." I go, "Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you definitely did." <laughs> yeah. Don't jump into the box of snakes, Cam. That's my. Are, are you on the same page? I'm with you, man. She is not the asshole. All right, Cam. Well, this brings us to the end of the episode where we uh, like to refresh the palate and um, we Mm. have a a segment that we have for everyone. Bring us home, Timmy. This is the good news story of the week. Four-year-old missing for two days, found in the woods with her dog by her side. Phew. Um, Pretty much I can wrap this up. Um, she was gone on a walk uh, with her family, and she just ran on into the woods with, uh, with with her dog, and they just chilled out for a couple of days. They just hung out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think that here's the thing: when I was like picking news stories tonight, I was like, nothing is more of a classic good news story than a child being lost in the woods and actually getting found. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Because if you listen to as many crime podcasts as I do, that's a rare occurrence to all the experiences that I've had. Yes, true. That's exactly why I avoid crime podcasts. The endings are too scary. Yeah, it's a bit fucked up. Yeah. But this is the good news story, and she was found, and she's all well and healthy, and uh, her and her dog are still chilling now. They've just got a little bit more food to eat. So it's all good. Good to hear. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of News We Like. Remember to send your news stories to Timmy if you want him to read them out. On Facebook, find Charging Stallion. And on Instagram, if you want me to read them out, it's at Charging Stallion. And i just like to add, Cam, to say that um, we can't really go into details, but um, we do have some things in the works, um, hopefully for the next couple of weeks. So stay yeah. tuned and we can uh, keep you updated on those things. Yeah. Exciting stuff. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of News We Like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim. Take care. Mm-hmm.